Welcome to the Wanting It More podcast. I'm Jana Denton House, and I specialize in helping women who are married to men want and enjoy intimacy more. So if you've ever felt like it was a chore, even though you really love your husband, you are not alone, and this is the show for you. Join me as I have open and honest conversations about sex, marriage, and everything else in the bedroom. I promise to never tell you to just do it, spice things up, or buy some lingerie. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Wanting It More podcast. Today, I'm stressed and I'm tired. And also, I couldn't imagine being more thrilled to have a conversation with the person I'm talking to today. Sonia joined Wanting It More two rounds? Last autumn? Last autumn. Okay. Uh, yeah. And so I've gotten to know her quite a, quite well through the different different events we have. And words are coming not easy to me today. So we're just going to roll with it. Sonia, why don't you let everyone know just a little bit about you, whatever you feel comfortable sharing. And, uh, and then maybe, I think we had a different topic planned today, but I think both of us are feeling a little just overwhelmed by life. And I think we may as well just talk about that. How do we continue to have a sex life that works for us? When we're when we're tired, when we're stressed, when we don't have enough support, when we have complex health issues going on, so this is going to yeah. be a good episode, I think, for those of you who just want a lot of validation. This is not going to be like the three tips to improve your sex life. This is just going to be real freaking life. Okay, Tanya. Yeah. Well, hello, and thank you for having me here. First of all. Um, so, yes, yeah, stress and overwhelm for sure. Feeling um, very much that way this morning. Um, so I'm, I'm Sonia. I am from Australia. Um, Jana and I met, it's almost a year ago now, I think. Oh. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, right now I am, it's 4 o'clock in the morning, well, nearly 5, sorry, 5 o'clock in the morning here in Australia, which is actually a good time for me. I like waking up early and, and being the first up in the house. So that's that's good. But stressed and overwhelmed. So I've got so much going on right now. Um, I've been married for nearly 20 years now. Um, and my husband and I, um, <clears throat> we, uh, well, we, we were obviously struggling when we first came to WIM. We were in a much, much better place now. And so, yeah. Just so everybody knows, we, we just threw the plan out literally for what we were going to be talking about this morning. So we're just going to wing it and see how we go. It's just have refreshing. a nice chat. I, yeah. I really like conversations like this that are just real people yeah. having real moments. <clears throat> yeah. Too much toxic positivity in the world. So oh, sure. this is good. All right. Let me list all the shit that's going on in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew you'd love her as much as I love her. <laughs> this is great. Please, you list it and then I'll list mine. Okay. okay. So um, last Monday, my husband had shoulder surgery. So he's out for three weeks. 
uh, sorry, six weeks at least, three months really for the for the full recovery. So he's walking around in a sling. He's actually doing pretty well. He's actually caring for himself quite well. You know, showering. I need to dry bits of his back that he can't reach and things like that. <laughs> he's he's been very independent. Um, what else? Sunday, this Sunday coming, my eldest daughter, she's sixteen. She's leaving um, for the Netherlands on an exchange year. So that's quite quite huge. Um, yesterday morning, my youngest daughter tested positive for COVID. Yay! Oh. <laughs> so now my eldest daughter is completely distraught and destroyed. And what if I get COVID? And I better go. I have to change my flights and oh, all of that. Plus, with my husband's shoulder surgery, I'm the one responsible for driving. So if I get COVID and I can't drive her, and uh, I started showing symptoms yesterday also, which is great. <sighs> two weeks ago, two weeks ago, I was diagnosed um, with multiple sclerosis. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just another thing. Here you go. Life throwing another curveball. That's fantastic. <laughs> what else? <laughs> what else? You know what? I came out of the doctor's office and I turned to my husband and I, am I allowed to swear? Oh, yeah. We talk about I sex. turned to my husband and I said, what fucking else? Seriously. Like, have we not done our thing? Have we not done... We've, like, my husband and I have been through so much, and you know, obviously, Jenna, but everybody else doesn't know. So 15 years ago, my husband had a very serious car accident, um, sustained a whole heap of injuries, the most serious of which was a traumatic brain injury, um, which led to a whole lot of stuff and a whole lot of trauma and a whole lot of um, relationship issues that, you know, eventually brought us to whim. Um, and... Yeah, I just, I was just after that diagnosis, like, you know, I, I have this thing like everybody seems to have one huge thing in their life that they have to overcome. Like, everybody that I know has something, whether it's a physical disability, a mental health issue, a relationship breakdown, the death of somebody that you love. You know, this, the brain injury was ours. And I walked out of that, that doctor's office saying, you know what? What is enough? I think we've done ours. <laughs> We've, we've met our quota. <laughs> uh, but no. <clears throat> so, yeah, there's a lot going on. <laughs> there's a lot going on. There's a lot. Mm. And how do we maintain, how do we maintain a relationship? Well, I'll, I'll give you some examples. Okay. So over the last couple of weeks, with all of this shit going on, my husband and I, the old Steve and I, the old us, we would have drifted apart. I would have taken myself to my little secluded box and dealt with it all by myself because I didn't believe that we were a team and I didn't believe that he could be there for me and I didn't believe that we could do this together. And we would have gone to our own little corners and dealt with it in our own ways. And he would have got angry and resentful and I would have gotten more distant and the whole cycle would have continued, but not now. Now it's different. Now um, we, the first thing we did after I got the diagnosis was we said, right, we need some time to process this. And we went out and we got coffee and we took a walk on the beach together. 
and we talked about it and we both voiced the things that we were feeling vulnerable about. We both voiced the things that we were scared about and we both were able to, you know, tell each other exactly how we were feeling about things. And then he was able to reassure me about, you know, just how much he loved me and just how much he was going to be there for me no matter what and how, you know, <laughs> the way you put it was, well, you took such good care of me and now it's my turn to repay you. Hmm. Um, and if I, you know, if I can repay you half of what you've done for me, um, then I'll be a happy man. So, you know, so the the conversations that we've had since then have been just very deeply connecting and making me feel extremely loved and valued and wanted. And I've been able to reciprocate that with him as well, that, you know, to have him there for me and to know that he can be my rock rather than me having to scuttle off and deal with this by myself is just so refreshing and so so powerful for us as a couple and it's just been um it's been a really it's brought us together more i think mm-hmm. you know and having all this other stuff going on as well with you know my daughter and um covid and everything else <laughs> it's you know it's just been it's been very i felt very held mm-hmm. And that's been beautiful. And it's it's made me grateful. Yeah. Despite everything, you know, even even with the illness, like I'm I'm even grateful for that because it, it to have something like that thrown upon you just brings so much perspective to what's important mm-hmm. and so much <clears throat> it's me. I've got a bit of a cough because I've got cold. Um yeah, it just brings so much perspective. So I'm feeling very, um, I've got a very husky voice right now. <laughs> very appropriate. It's very talking appropriate. About that. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So how, how did you, you know, I'm sure you've had moments where you felt some, you know, fear, uh, um, concern, and I don't know about you, but in those moments I can get a little, tough to be around it's hard to stay tender and soft and uh what what are you doing differently now are you asking for support differently is he able to respond differently what has changed yeah I think all of the above um for sure I'm I am asking for support so the the day of the diagnosis we as the day wore on like we went for a beach walk and then as the day wore on, say so his propensity is to move towards anger. Mm. And so, you know, which has been a big issue for us in the past, you know, tra- traumatic brain injury equals anger issues equals a whole lot of trauma in our relationship. So his anger is very triggering to me. And so I just noticed as the day was going on, his, um, his fear was manifesting as anger. And he was starting to get angry, not at me and not, you know, not at any 
particular thing, but it, it things to do with our situation that, you know, looking forwards with this diagnosis could present problems. Like we're trying to sell our property because we want an easier life. We were trying to, we're trying to um, make changes to our life to make our life easier already. Um, and so his frustration started to bubble over about some of those things, which started to make me feel quite unsafe. It just started to make me feel like, you know, he was, he was um, taking himself away into his little anger pit. And so I, I went to him and this was, you know, I wouldn't have been able to do this before. I would have just let him get on with it. But I went to him and I said, you know what? Your anger makes so much sense. I get it. I totally, totally get it. Like I'm angry too. We don't deserve this and it's not fair. And I'm angry too. And I totally get it. But at the same time, that's not what I need from you right now. And if you need to be angry, that's fine, but I need to not be witness to it. And I need you to go and be able to find a way to process that anger somewhere that I don't have to watch it. Because right now what I need is for you to be here with me. I need for you to be here and to be vulnerable and scared with me because that's where I'm at right now. And um, I need you to, to be here so that we can support each other through this. And then the next morning, I think we'd, we'd had a, a warrior coaching call in between and we talked exactly about emotional safety, which was just the perfect timing. And I went to him immediately after that call and I said, you know, your anger makes me feel unsafe. And so we had, had another conversation about that and he was able to get back to that place of you know where the emotions were really coming from which was just fear um and he we both had a little shed a few tears together and we just held each other and we just promised to be there for each other and so you know that the fear is definitely there but that that we're able to share it now rather than dealing with it in our own little, you know, we talk in, um, when we talk about communication and when we talk about islands, <clears throat> we, um, so Steve and I decided that we have a boat in the middle of the islands and we meet on our boat regularly now, <laughs> which is great. Do so, Do you say let's meet in the boat or do you rest? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I love it. Yeah, we do. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so to be able to support each other through something like this, it has just been really powerful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's that conversation and, of I'm going to have compassion or I, I'm going to try to have compassion for where you're at right now. I mean, we all have different levels of capacity and every time of the day and whatever's going on. But when we can have compassion for our partners, and compassion for ourselves that we do have limits and we do have needs and then trying to communicate those in a, in a loving, clear way. Yeah. And and to, to feel the freedom to ask for what you need mm -hmm. and to have the trust in your partner that they're going to meet you where you're at and respond appropriately to that. Mm -hmm. Um was something that I don't think we had before for either of us. You know, I think it was hard for him to trust me because um, 
I had historically just taken myself away and dealt with things all by myself, being the strong, independent woman that he fell in love with and simultaneously hated for it. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? The things we love our partner for just irritate the crap out of us. <laughs> it's uh, I just feel really feel really teary thinking about that and I just find that too in my relationship when I when we can identify the more tender things that are going on the the hurt or as you mentioned the fear that can really help Mm. we were in a counseling session the other day and talking about you know, sort of a pattern we're working on right now. And she said, you, you obviously love each other so much. You're like two little teddy bears, just full of this bubbling love and attraction and fuzziness. And there's also a lot of fear. And so we've been also having our own little word. Do we just say we're, we're little fearful teddy bears. And that's been really helpful the last couple of days. We were holding hands in bed and I just said, now we're two fearful teddy bears holding hands. And those things can exist at once. Yeah. I think we're sold this story about what marriage is supposed to be. This happily ever after, no fighting. Uh, You know, I've committed my whole life to communication and having a better sex life and all that. And I'm, it's a never-ending process. That's never. Done. Oh yeah, yeah. And you know, if if you want to be really profound about it, you know, I don't think that our marriage would be anywhere near as strong as it is if we hadn't gone through so much adversity. Yeah. If we hadn't, you know, fought so hard. If we hadn't, you know, we nearly separated half a dozen times. We, you know, marriage is hard effing work. It is hard work and, you know, sometimes it's really hard to step back and look at that big picture, you know. Big picture, we've always loved each other. Big picture, we always wanted to be together. The small picture gets in the way every single day. Yeah. <laughs> every single day and it's it's being able to step back and and see what's important and see you know, why we love each other and why we want to be together. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, yeah, just both get back on the same team again. Yeah. And, and it's a constant ebb and flow. It can constant. change so quickly. Like last night we were sitting out on our patio. Our kids are off on camp um, for a couple of days, so we were alone. And we were just talking about some of the stuff with my husband's work. And it was just like, flowing so well and I was able to help him and he was appreciative and I was swinging in the hammock and it just felt like life is good he'd made me dinner and goodness and then just something switched and we were just at each other's throats and could not get to that place we just couldn't get back there or couldn't get perspective I was just overwhelmed and stressed he was just fearful of my overwhelm and stress <laughs> and it, it's really tough it, it it's not it's not just uh you know upward from here it is a constant process of choice 
Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Really is. Mm. So sex. Yeah. So sex. All right. What are we? Half an hour. We're half yeah. an hour in. But you should talk about sex. <laughs> well, so I, I hear this so much. I I'm overwhelmed. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I don't have time for sex. I don't have the energy for sex. I don't have the mental bandwidth for sex. I can't even get a shower in or I'm just, I'm just grasping at straws or I, I'm having health issues. And this is difficult to talk about because I never, ever want to negate any of those real experiences that women are having. And something that I've been trying to figure out in my own life and supporting other women to do so is how can we see sex as a source of nourishment or relaxation or self-care or rest so that it's not something that you have to show up to, but you are, you know, show up to all prepared and packaged and perfect that you come to the experience and receive what you need in that exact moment, which is different all the time. Mm. So what's, what have things been like for you in this season of, you know, change and, and overwhelm stress uh, with your sex life? Yeah. So I, um, it really comes back to redefining what sex is. Um, and so if you come to sex with that beginner's mind, that fresh zero expectation mind, that's what has really helped me and helped us. Um, so, you know, sex is not penis and vagina. Sex is not a formula. Sex is not anything that you've seen on the movies or <clears throat> anything that you see in popular culture. Sex is as individual as every single time we come together mm. and it's different every time. And sex can be taking a shower together and laying my head on his chest and having zero expectation of that going any further than just that. Mm -hmm. Sex can be us going for a walk and holding hands and talking deeply about our innermost fears. Mm. Um, sex can be slow dancing in the kitchen mm. with a pasta spoon in my hand. But, you know, we do, we do meet together once a week to get naked and just be together and whatever happens happens and whatever doesn't happen doesn't happen mm -hmm. and that's enough for both of us and so it's it's redefining what it is to, to me sex is not a goal now sex is a um it's an opportunity for us to just be together for um i think you described it which is, is which describes it perfectly as just cocooning yourself away from the world for a little while in your cozy little nest and you know shutting out shutting the doors shutting the world out shutting I shut the blinds as well so we make this nice cozy little cocoon 
and we just yeah we we just be together and you know usually it just starts with us just we're naked and we just hold each other and um we just see where things go from there and we talk and we reassure each other and you know right now we have to be quite inventive because he only has one arm and limited movement <laughs> so that's kind of fun <laughs> but you know that, you know because so many people would say oh well we can't have sex now because someone's not feeling well or somebody has yeah arm or um, yeah I have my period or yeah kids are home like there's these perfect um situations that have to happen for us to connect intimately well truth is nothing is ever it's never perfect uh-uh. no it, it, how many times do you you know wake up in the morning and go i feel great everything's perfect i want to have sex <laughs> you know it just oh. does not happen like that that's not life that's not how life happens so we just agree to meet wherever we are at and whatever sort of a mood we are in and just you know work through some things together and um and just enjoy some time together and enjoy some pleasure and you know the aim is self-care the aim is pleasure mm-hmm. the aim is for us to just breathe together for a moment yeah it's whew, i know right now in my part of the world we're just coming out of summer which can be a lot of like scheduling stuff and changes and camping and, and all of that. Um, John and I were getting together yesterday, looking over the schedule for the next couple of days, because we've got a lot going on after our big argument, we ended up with a piece of paper on our bed and that was our solution. Just <laughs> my hands were, my head was in my hands and he had the pen and we, we really tried to figure it out and, he said, well, I guess, I guess we'll miss our time together on Sunday. Uh, I just, no, I don't want to miss it. I don't, I don't want to miss this. But you're right. And the only way that I can have that attitude and be almost, um, well, just feel entitled to that time for me is that there aren't any expectations that I can, mm. I can just be me. So in our situation, we we have our time together on Sunday mornings, and my daughter has uh, tryouts for competitive dance that day. And so I know I'm going to be waking up early. I'm going to be helping her with hair and her costume and making – she's going to have a lot of emotions and jitters, and I'm going to have to show up fully for her. And, and then I'm going to drive her to the studio, come home, and then – be with my husband for an hour in our bedroom and and there's so much opportunity there for that to feel like pressure exactly so much opportunity yeah and so feel you know when I'm with my daughter in the morning feeling like I gotta keep myself calm oh my like now I'm and and then driving home feeling okay now I'm gonna provide another need for yet another person Mm. and it can't be that way it's so no. unfair and it's so mm. unrealistic that that is the pressure that the women that we're talking to in this podcast are feeling. Mm. And and such a huge shift. Was it hard for you to make that shift from this is sort it, of the need I'm providing to this is for me? It was it was hard to make the shift in my mind 
But I think once I once I clicked over to to feeling okay, this is for me, and the aim is pleasure. Mm. That that made it so much easier, and you know, and also just the conversations between my husband and I about what it was for him as well. What what sex meant for him was very different to what I thought it was, mm-hmm. um, and you know him. So, I guess the first time that we. Um, we took we'd never taken showers together and now we've, we know that's something we really enjoy doing together but we've never done any of that kind of stuff because you know it, that leads to pressure that leads to that sense of obligation you know culture tells us you don't take a shower with a guy you don't give him an erection and then walk away no you, you can't you can't do that <laughs> so that first time that that happened we took a shower together he was aroused we got out of the shower and I my old fears sort of kicked in oh god now he has an erection what are we going to do with that (laughs) must take care of erection yeah and he said he just very nonchalantly said that's all right it'll go away yeah (laughs) it'll go away (laughs) and it was you know just yeah so like so freeing and so you know I was like oh my god I love you so much <laughs> yeah <laughs> just to, yeah just to give that permission that that's okay you know he said no he said I'm not you know he said you know <laughs> he said sorry I'm just picturing myself back in that moment again he just he laughed and he said so what you know I would rather not have a shower and not get aroused or I'd rather have a beautiful shower with you be touched and feel loved and feel connected and have an erection and have it go away you know duh (laughs) (laughs) not all men are there yet (laughs) we hear from lots of stories of men who are that hasn't clicked for them yet no yeah no that's fantastic that your husband is at that place now couple showers have always been a little bit of a mystery to me can you walk me through step by step what this is like do you have a big shower no it's tiny (laughs) no it's really small it's a normal shower cubicle are you washing your hair and your no like sometimes so sometimes I might get it in and then he might come by and say oh can I can I join you? And I can say yes or no. Um, and so he'll, you know, he'll hop in with me and we'll just, you know, we'll just stand there under the water. Just we generally just sort of hold each other and, you know, sometimes we'll get the soap and soap each other's backs and things and, you know, it's not intimate touch or anything. Well, I mean it is intimate touch, but it's not genital touch and it's not, you know, not leading to anything. It's just skin on skin and something about the warm water pouring over us. And just, you know, often I'll just literally rest my forehead against his chest and just sort of feel his heart beating through my forehead. And that's just so connecting. And I just, like, I just breathe and I just I just feel that connection. And he feels it too. And it's just, it's nourishing, you know. it's In the traditional sense of it, it's not sexual at all, but it so is. So is, yeah. Yeah. So is like it's yeah, it's the aim of 
I guess the, if you define the aim of sex as, as love and connection and being able to experience and show love to each other, then that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty- Just without all of the, you know, media formula. <laughs> yeah, I know because when I think of a couple having a shower together and the image that I have in my mind, there's a lot of groping and kissing and making out and, you know, pushing someone against the shower wall and yeah. you know what I mean? And even having yeah. sex in the shower. And I've always wondered, how is that possible? I don't understand even logistics of sex no. in the shower. It would be so uncomfortable. Oh, no. Like, and, and slippery. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> be dangerous. <laughs> yes, warning. Please be careful with this. And then also, I feel like water is not a lubricant. Water dries out. So Hmm. I I wish I could talk to somebody who makes these claims that that's what they're doing and actually walk through it because that's ridiculous. Mm. When I shower with John, which isn't very often because we are very differently our bodies are very different so he's taller than me and it just feels a little bit awkward and we have a very very like extremely small oh yeah we we move half an inch in our shower and the shampoo bottles are flying (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh it's ridiculous but when we have and I haven't had any actual shower expectations like I'm going to be doing my hair and I'm going to be shaving my legs or something like that and we do what you're describing it's divine Mm. I love water it's so soothing I love the feeling of warm water on my body I love the feeling of my husband's hands on my back but not in like a tight gropey way but just like a very casual holding gently way where do you where do your arms go do you hold each other well we generally have our arms uh, like around each other and like you know I'll um we use a little bit of soap and you know I I like the feel of his hands with soap just kind of gently sort of stroking over my body um and you know so we'll generally have our arms around each other and we'll you know there'll be um stroking going on but it's not like you know anything gropey or frantic or yeah there's no there's no urgency it's just it's just nice Mm, it's just so good yeah your kids ever ask why you're in the shower together or do they would they know no they just accept it now my kids are uh, 16 and 12 and you know they they see that I'm if I like I generally if I have to wash my hair or something I'll go in first and I'll get my hair washing out of the way or whatever and then he'll join me and so they just you know we usually have the door open to the bathroom we're quite open with nakedness in our house there's nothing for us to walk up and down the hallway naked and so you know dad's heading naked into the shower they know he's coming into the shower with me (laughs) we just have the door open and yeah they're fine with it yeah what a gift for children to see their parents spending time together and yeah being the the norm mm. I mean they're teenagers so you know they might walk past the door and go Ugh, gross <laughs> <laughs> my, my kids do that too <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Isn't it our job to embarrass our teenagers? Isn't that what you're supposed to do as a mom? Oh, my gosh. I don't (laughs) – I keep on trying not to. I keep on trying to be sensitive, but it it seems like no matter what I do, especially with my job, they're just – Yeah. You know, just very embarrassed by it all. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my oldest seems to be coming out of that as they get a little older and Mm. they know a little bit more about what I actually do. Yeah. I think – I think they're happy with it. But yeah, I think um, one thing I've been thinking about is my my oldest said, I've never not known you together. So in my mind, you're related. Mm. That makes a lot of sense. It would be very yeah. be related people or know that they're being intimate with one another. So yeah, maybe that's why everyone's grossed up by thinking about their parents having sex. I don't know. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I think like as my eldest has grown, she started to get more curious about who we were before we were together as well. Like she asked a lot of questions about, you know, how many boyfriends did you have before dad? And, you know, what what were you like before you got together? And all those sorts of questions. So, yeah, I think she's curious about who we are as individuals as well as who we are as a couple. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, just, okay, just going back one little bit more to sex. Um, oh, yeah, let's go back, yeah. <laughs> well, I think, uh, so we talked a little bit about how to maintain that connection, that sexual connection when you're feeling overwhelmed and stressed. Mm-hmm. Not forcing yourself to do it. It's not doing it out of guilt or obligation. In fact, it's the opposite. It's thinking about what do I need right now? And do you have things that you go to when you are feeling that way like for example when I'm feeling really overwhelmed I need to talk a lot and so I'll typically start my sexual experiences by touching my husband's body just maybe his chest or his hair his arms or holding his hand and just exploring just the curvature of his fingers and then I'll just just go crazy I'll just say everything I need to say I'll just blah, 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 blah. and sometimes it lasts for an hour sometimes I feel like okay after 10 or 10 minutes I feel like I want to get into my body I feel like that's going to be really nourishing for me do you have any go-tos when you're feeling like that I guess I I guess I do it slightly differently than that um so we have, I guess we have two meetings a week. Um, so we have a, we have a um, X day, so the, the sexual meeting or the more se- sexual meeting. Um, and then we have um, what we call a connection date. So I guess I, I like to get all my talky stuff done in our connection date. So it feels more, we'll, we find it easier to talk if we're doing an activity together. So we'll go for a walk or we'll, you know, so that the focus is not just on us sitting, staring at each other, talking. We're, you know, we're going for a walk or we're walking the dog or we, you know, something like that. And we can just, you know, we can just chat and talk and we can get all of these things out um, and talk about um, things. So when we actually come to meet for our XD each week, um, no, I actually like to, we, we get naked, we like prepare the room, we lie down on the bed. I generally start with my head in the crook of his arm and um, just laying on his chest, listening to his heartbeat. And I use that as kind of a meditative centering kind of time. And I just, you know, I'll just, I might stroke his chest or um, my hand might wander down and um, stroke his penis and, you know, just touch him 
just feel the feel his skin like just sort of um experience the the smoothness and the roughness and the, just kind of a sensory meditation type thing I guess yeah. so yeah I guess yeah. that's how we always generally start and there's usually there's not a whole lot of talking like there's a lot more talking now than there ever used to be but there's generally not a whole lot of talking I'm just trying to really get into my body and I find that talking sometimes distracts me from that so if I um if I'm quiet there'll be um directions and adjustments like you know could you move your arm over here and I'm just gonna go down here and I'm just here's what I'm gonna do <laughs> you know there'll be there'll be directions um but generally not a whole lot of talking during um and then it's just about you know seeing where my body and where my mind want to take me um you know and if he in our XDs, like I give my husband complete permission. He knows what my boundaries are and he knows the things that I don't like. And so he has put complete permission to um, to do the things that he feels like he wants to do as well. And if there's anything that he does that I'm not comfortable or happy with, then I, I'm just able to say, oh, no, not like that. Let's just redo something. Let's do, do it slightly differently. Let's do this instead. Um, so it's very much, yeah, it's very much both of us just exploring each other and what we, what we want to achieve in terms of pleasure and connection. And yeah, it's, I don't really know how it, I can't really describe it because it's different every time. Yeah. There's no formula to it, but it might be me touching him. It might be him touching me. It might be, um, involved genitals. It might not. Um, it might involve lying on the bed or sitting on sitting on a chair, or it might involve, you know, standing and just holding each other by the bed. You know, all sorts of yeah, just wherever it leads us. Yeah, and that's that's the beauty of it because if you can adapt to whatever you, needs you have in the moment, a lot of women say, "What? Do, how do I have sex when I'm on my period?" Mm. Like, just don't. Do anything you don't just, want to do, just like yeah. Um, like what you describe as using his body almost to regulate your nervous system through the senses and this meditation. Yeah. It's just can be so healing. And I mean, I also want to recognize that both of us have been on this journey for a while now, and mm. every partner is at a different phase so I don't want to oversimplify this but no something that we can that certainly could be worked towards yeah I'm like I will say that it it was it was kind of hard to get to that place for a start like it it didn't just happen overnight Mm -hmm. and it took a lot of communication and a lot of uh, uh, no not no not like that no 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 just back off let's stop (laughs) his willingness to listen to yeah because yeah marriage for years I didn't Mm -hmm. have that willingness I didn't have a partner who was like oh sure your body your choice Mm -hmm. like you're the Mm -hmm. one I had a husband who was like well like a rejection every time I would make an adjustment or require something, it would be that he was a bad lover or that I didn't like being with him or, you know, that there was some, yeah. right. That can be really tricky. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, and, and now we have, we've got to a place where he's like, um, 
is this okay? How, how would you like it? Like, do you prefer more pressure or less pressure? You know, he asks for the adjustments. He asks me to, you know, perfect whatever it is that he's doing to make it more pleasurable. Um, yeah, so he, he he's interested in in optimizing the experience for both of us. <sighs> I feel mm. ready for my uh, my time on Sunday now. Thank you, Sonia. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I, I, it's so important to always get these reminders that sex is to rejuvenate me, to recharge me, to provide connection, safety, pleasure. And it's not... Yeah. It's not a thing that I have to do so that men no. not grumpy with me. Sex as self-care. Sex as self-care. Yeah. And, you know, reminding um, I, I use Emily Nagaski's um, come as you are, you know, every time, you know, if I'm feeling not quite right, I, you know, just come as you are. Just whatever you have to bring, just bring it. Yeah. Um, and Anxiety, just, depression. Yeah. Um, yeah, low self, 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 sort of body image stuff, like just feeling hairy legs. Hairy legs. <laughs> yeah, except for bad breath. That's an easy remedy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a quick shower and a, and a brush of the teeth. You know, that's sort of where we're at. Maybe some clean sheets if you're feeling yeah. fancy. <laughs> Oh yeah, and we've we've done that before. You know, we'll hop into bed, and I go, "Oh no, you need no, to no. go brush your teeth." Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I've sent my husband to go shave many a time. Or, yeah, yeah. Usually, I'm the one he has to say, "Jenna, maybe you should have a shower." It's been, it's been a little while. <laughs> it's more showers are harder when you have curly hair. <laughs> Anyways, thank you, Tanya, for joining me on this conversation. And uh, I hope you'll come back. And we yeah. Can cover more of what we had originally planned, but I uh, yeah. I hope if you're listening, you get a better sense of what's possible. That sex isn't about performing or um, something that uh, would would bring more stress to your life. The idea that it's a an opportunity. I mean, the let's say the potential is that it's an opportunity for you to feel more relaxed and more grounded and centered. I'm not saying that the sex you're having should make you feel relaxed. You have to design a certain experience. I hope we made that really clear today. So thank you again, Sonia. Thanks everyone for listening and we'll talk to you in the next one. Bye. If you've enjoyed this episode, I have a favor to ask of you. It's really hard to get the word out about a podcast about sex. What would really, really help is if you would leave a rating and a review. And I know that you get asked this all the time in different podcasts, but please, I beg you, it would really, really help so that more women who need this message will hear it. All you have to do is go into your Apple podcast app. It's the purple icon. And if you go to the podcast page where it shows my face, and has a little button that says latest episodes. If you scroll down past the episodes and you get to a section called ratings and reviews, there's a little purple writing thing that says write a review. If you click on that, it will ask you to give it a five stars. Actually, you can put any stars, but five is what I would love. And put a title 
and then write your review. Thank you so much for supporting this little venture here and I really am so grateful. If you are curious about wanting it more and how this program could help you want and enjoy sex more with your husband and you feel like it may be a great next step for you, you can go to janetdentonhouse.com slash wanting it more to sign up for the wait list, to learn more, and to see when we're running our next round. All right, that's it. I'll see you next one.